Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This TFL Talking Trucks podcast is packed full of information, and I'm joined by Roman, not Nathan. <laughs> You're so formal, Andre. This sounds what? like the beginning. This Look, this is just two guys talking about trucks. No, How about no, that? No. no, no. This is the leading, industry-leading podcast about pickup trucks. And I'm here because Nathan's on vacation, so I'm sitting in. But uh, I like the idea of just two guys talking about trucks because that's what we're going to be doing, Andre. <laughs> we're going to be talking about the fact that you sold your old truck. And at the end of this podcast, yes. we're going to reveal to the entire world what new truck you have ordered because it's not here yet. But let's face it, you're buying it. Yes. Uh, and that's important because... You are the leading truck journalist, I would say, in all of North America. I'm going to go that what? far. What? Yeah. You, I think you're the most important, are you, most, are, most consequential. So when you buy a truck, people listen. That's, that's a lot of pressure, Roman. Why would you say something like this? Uh, because it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so in this podcast, guys, we're going to be talking about not only what truck uh, Andre sold and how he sold it and why he sold it, which truck he's buying, but we have, because it's the end of the year, actually purchased three trucks as TFL. Now, the one that he's buying, that's his personal truck. Yeah. But we bought uh, a Ram 2500, uh, affectionately nicknamed Stubby. No, no, that's uh, uh, Ram 1500. 1500 sorry. Yep. Yeah. 2500 uh, also exists. But that's, and, old, and, and that's, that's old news. That's old news. And uh, But anyway, we bought the Ram 1500. Yep. And then we bought a Ranger. Yep. And then we also bought the Hummer EV, and a lot of people are kind of scratching their heads as to why we bought the Hummer <laughs> EV. So we're going to go over how we decided to buy those, what the buying process was like. Yeah. Was it painful? Was it not painful? What we like about the trucks, what we don't like about the trucks. And, of course, at the end of this podcast, you're going to let the world know why and which truck you bought for your own personal truck. 
Okay. So here is my thinking process, okay? Yep. I'll just start there. So as a managing editor of TFL Truck, um, it, it is a big responsibility. But for my personal vehicles, first of all, I, I have a few things I do in the summers, right? I like to go boating with my family, which means I need to bring a boat yep. with me. I need to, uh, so you need, tow. To, you need to tow. You need to tow. So towing is a big consideration for me. Uh, the boat and the trailer weigh about 6,000 pounds. So it's not a tremendous amount of, of weight. Uh, but but I need to bring my entire family and all their things. So you've narrowed it down to a midsize, a full size, or a heavy duty, because six thousand pounds is not going to be towed by one of the new compact trucks. No, and no ridgeline. No so ridgeline ridge line is out the door. I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> but let, let's hold off on the re- rationale why you bought okay. the truck. Let's talk about what happened first to your Ford F one fifty EcoBoost. Tell me why you decided to sell that, and how how, how did you go about selling it? And how was the process? What yeah. happened? So I had um, you probably know this if you're listening to the show. I had an F one fifty hybrid, so the Power Boost. It has a twin turbo V six. It's got an electric motor. It's got a ten speed. It's got all these things. And why did I buy it originally? Because it was the first kind of a full hybrid truck on the market, and I really wanted to test the new technology. But then I had it for twenty two months, Roman. Time goes by fast, um, and I, I was looking at the, almost a two-year mark with this truck, and I t- said to myself, you know what? I've done everything with this. How many miles did you put on it? 21,000 mi- miles. So about, about the same, right? Usually it's about 12,000 miles a year, so not, yeah. not more, not less, kind of what the average person does. Yeah. Uh, and what mods did you make to it? So uh, I kept it stock for a very long time because we test trucks and we want to compare stock to stock to stock. But then I always was dreaming of this, right? I wanted to get my truck a little bit taller, so I did a leveling kit in the front. I put um, a more aggressive uh, BFG tire on it, KO2, uh, and the tires were almost 34s. So I was riding on 34s. And I did a couple of videos, you know, efficiency videos and off-road, and the truck is actually very capable. So did you lose a lot of fuel economy? I mean, you know, if you want to get bad fuel economy, put on bigger tires. So how, how much worse did the fuel economy get when you went to 34s? So amazingly enough, on our mixed loop, city yep. and highway that we do from Boulder and Longmont, Colorado, we kind of go between the two towns. Um, I didn't lose a heck of a lot, and that was thanks to city driving because that's what hybrid trucks are really great at, because stop and go, stop and go, hybrid system really comes into its own. It recoups energy, it kind of gives me energy when I accelerate. So that was great. On the highway though, I lost them. So how <laughs> Big. much? How much would you So say? I went from like 21-ish on the highway to about 20 or 19 and a half on the highway. And I'm talking about like 75 miles an hour going fast. So about a mile and a half fuel uh, economy less than you would get per gallon. Yeah, which is considerable, but that's the price you pay when you lift your truck. And, and what tires did you choose? What did you put on there? It's a KO2. KO2. Were you yeah, happy the, with them? Yeah, totally. Uh, and my tire was actually, so that was a little hard to find. It was a 17-inch wheel. You kind of went with pizza cutters. They're a well, little pizza cutter. Well, I, I didn't want to. I, I, was, I was purposely was trying to avoid pizza cutters, so I went a little bit wider, obviously. It was about an inch wider than a stock tire. Uh, but there were also heavier rated, load range D, which makes them a little stiffer. Um, so the ride, I didn't lose a lot of the ride quality, but still a tiny bit. All right, and the other thing that happens when you go to a bigger tire, of course, is um, you have to recalibrate your speedometer. Did you do that, or did you just leave it? I, I left it. I'm so sorry. And how, 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 I, far, I, how far off was I told it? the new owner about okay. it. 
Um, so it's about seven percent, seven or eight well, percent. Significant. So, so when you go, when the speedometer shows seventy, you could be going seventy-five. Mm, interesting. So you got to watch out for that. I so I looked into this. This this will be interesting because when we get to the Hummer EV, we had the same issue. Yeah. We, we had a different solution, but that one was a little well, bit more painful. So, Ford dealership technically. Um, and we ran into this with our Ram Rebel, remember, uh -huh. when we um, lifted our Ram Rebel. So the dealership usually, up to this point, does not recalibrate your speedometer. I think there is some sort of a legal issue or something like this. You wouldn't want it to show the legal speed uh, limit. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. It's a big deal, right? Um, so there is an aftermarket product, yeah. right, which you could plug in, and you can recalibrate your Ford really easily. And I called our friends at Five Star Tuning. Yeah. And they said, Andre, you know, it exists. It'll be about $400. Yeah, it's expensive. And I was like, what? $400 to recalibrate, you know, to buy a device to recalibrate you, my you, thing? You would think that like in the uh, owner's operating system, somewhere buried in one of the menus, there would be like just a little... A value. A value that you could yeah. just... I'm rolling on 20 whatever. I'm yeah. rolling on 30s or I'm rolling on 40s, right? And they would just recalculate. And then not only... There's two things that happen, right? Not only is your speedometer correct... But then your odometer is also correct. And also your fuel efficiency ratings uh, adjust, you know. So when I'm talking about my fuel efficiency, I was calculating at the pump. Yes. Right, not uh, looking because at the... Because that would also be off because yeah. your odometer be goes off as well. So I didn't spend the 400 bucks. Right, and so I never calc uh, never recalibrated. Now, now, we're big fans of uh, KO2s here uh, and uh, full transparency. Did you pay for these? or did I, I paid myself. So, so you, you bought these yes. yourself. We, these so I went to Costco. Yep. That was another kind of a big deal. Uh, because usually uh, Costco checks the vehicle you have before they put the tires on. Yep. And if you're going too big, um, uh, it's against their r rules. So they won't sell you like 40s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they'll me. sell you 40s, but they won't put it on your truck. The 44s are right out. <laughs> Sorry, so, sir. Your, so uh, I, I, your truck is not... Uh, in our system, capable yeah. of rolling 40s, unfortunately. So I went to... Um, oh, no, no, no. It's for my Unimog. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, but we can't lift that. It's a little heavy. <laughs> we can't put that one on the lift. Exactly. Exactly. So um, the tires I bought uh, myself. I also bought the leveling kit myself. So I did all that work myself. It was my truck. So, so I did a little bit of work. Oh, were you happy with the tires? Like, especially in the winter now. Good in the snow. Were they Sweet. were they snow rated? Yeah, were they? they were. There was the snowflake because they do make the snowflake rated ones and not. Yeah, guys, it's really confusing. So, mud and snow tires aren't mud and snow tires. They're really all seasons. Now, all weather tires are snow tires that you can drive all year round. And snow <laughs> tires are, of course, snow rated, but you can only drive them on them in the winter or you'll melt them off your car in the summer. Yes. And you can get all terrain tires, which are snow rated, which you can also drive all year round. So there's a short synopsis of the tire, different uh, snow ratings, and it's super confusing. Yeah. And so it's marketing. But, but <laughs> I was super happy with the tires. So then it came time to sell it, yeah. right? So where, el where else would I sell it other than tflbids.com? Okay, so you put it up on TFL Bids, and did you have a reserve? Uh, yeah, I did. How much? So I, so I put the reserve at 45 And how much did you pay uh, for it when you bought it? So 50 So you lost 5000 in two years. Uh, yeah, which is actually not bad. If you not get, bad. I mean, did you it, pay sticker for it? Just under stickers. Just under. So we, we, I got it at Brighton Ford, okay. uh, our local Ford dealership. So uh, thank you guys out there. And 
at that moment, it was like the first hybrid that they sold. So you know when you're buying this next generation, latest and greatest stuff, there is usually not a lot of uh, discounts. Plus, it was during COVID. Mm. So, so uh, they, they gave me a little bit off uh, my price, uh, but I lost about five grand in almost two years. So, Andre, you decided to sell it on TFL Bids. What was that experience like? Yep. Well, just to be clear, TFL Bids is owned by TFL. Yes, of course. <laughs> so, uh, so I have an advantage because I can go to Alex and Brandon who are running the site, um, and I could actually talk to them directly. But um, I, it, it worked beautifully because it was about a seven-day auction. I put my truck up there. Obviously, this is one of the most documented pickups on the internet, right? Because I've done like 15 videos with this truck. So everything was wide, wide in the open. Um, and then uh, a really nice gentleman, Tony from Wyoming, uh, had the highest bid. From Wyoming? Yes. All right, who's Tony? Uh, uh, Tony is a retired Navy commander. Okay. Yes, and he's a, I, a, it looks like he's a big Ford guy because he's had several Fords before. He has a power stroke now, an That's older cool. one. So you had an ex-military dude buy a truck, and did he come down and uh, uh, he drive it home? He couldn't, unfortunately. Why? He, he, his health wasn't super great. Okay. Um, so his uh, brother-in-law came down and, and drove the truck home. Oh, that's home. cool. Well, so, I met his brother-in-law, really nice guy. Yeah. Uh, and congratulations, Tony. I think he got a really good truck. Yeah. So, and um, he already texted me. He took it somewhere in the snow, and he said the tires were working great, and the truck was, you know, really powerful, which did, is which is great. Did you tell him about that incident where you hit a buffalo? No, I didn't. I never hit a buffalo. You never mentioned the part where you hit a buffalo. No, I, n I never hit anything. <laughs> so, by the way, Tony knows that. Uh, you didn't hit a buffalo. Uh, a week after I bought my truck, I went off-roading with Tommy uh -huh. up up by uh, Tombstone Hill. Yeah. And I sideswiped a um, tree. Was your truck? And it was, uh, it was on camera. Okay. And Tony knew about that because he's but, watched. But you the didn't video. tell about the buffalo. I never had any buffalo. Was it a moose? What'd you hit, Andre? Nothing. No. Bear? Did you hit a bear? I'd never hit anything with my truck. Please <laughs> stop, stop spreading false information. Tony, the truck is fine. He did, he did manage to, to kind of scratch a tree a little bit with it, but otherwise it's fine. And the tree survived. All the right. tree did, was not All hurt. Right, before we get to the trucks uh, that we've bought, did you have any issues with it over those two years? Did you have to have any recalls, which seemed to yes. be, you know, like mushrooms after a rain now? Every day every, a new every vehicle has a recall. There were several recalls on my truck, um, and I took care of some of them. Some of them I couldn't. For example, the windshield wiper motor recall uh, is still there. And at, when I was trying to do it with the dealer, those parts weren't available. Um, and so... But the wipers work great. So it's just that the motor could fail eventually, and there's a recall open for that. Um, I had one misfire. I had an engine light, which I talked about. One misfire last a year ago, last winter, which happened when I refueled. So I, I attribute that to bad fuel uh, when I refueled. And other than that, it was a great truck. Right. How about and I actually was sad selling it. How about uh, wear and tear? How, how did the interior hold up over those 24, 22,000 miles? You know, the seats are in great. Uh, cloth seats work great. What I didn't like about the Ford is, as far as interior and wear and tear is the door cards. You know, they're that hard plastic. It's okay to be hard plastic. It's an XL truck. But it, it, you could score it with your fingernail. You know, like the kids would get in and out it, you know, and, the, and the, I think the door cards were not um, aging well. Uh, there was a little bit of a few a couple scratches on, on it. 
So, but the seats were incredible. The infotainment system, you know, the screen, um, and all the you know features worked really, really well. I really like the Ford Pass app that I can talk. You know, I could see where my truck is or was. I could see the tire pressures. I can lock and unlock it. That was nice. So, last two questions before we move on to another truck. Uh, what did you? love about the truck and what did you hate about the truck so pick one thing that you really loved and one thing you really hated well you know one thing i really loved and i i now miss is the um the pro power on board the inverter system yeah that that was a game changer that was really smart of ford yeah and i didn't use that feature every week but when we we did need it, for example, David and I were welding on the gate, on X off-road gate. Yeah, I remember. And we were in the middle of a field at Tumbleweed Ranch. And otherwise, you know, th- we would not be able to do what we did if it wasn't for this inverter system. And didn't you, like, go to, uh, what's that lake called? Lake Mead, maybe? And you had a friend come with a Tesla? Yeah, Lake Powell. It was a Powell. And then, yeah. then you helped charge her Tesla, was that? Right, because her Tesla was sitting. It was really hot. It was July, right? Yeah. Her Tesla was losing some energy because eventually, you know, the Tesla wakes up and it kind of climate controls cools itself. Cools the batteries and cools it. Yeah, yeah. So you lose. There's a little bit of kind of a ghost loss, right, right. Yep. of the battery on the Tesla. And there were no chargers. Except for your truck. <laughs> Except for my truck within a 150-mile radius. And it will do up to 7.2 uh, kilowatt. amps, yeah. amps, right? Kilowatt, no. Kilowatts. Kilowatts. Okay, yeah, 7.2 kilowatts. I was getting those two. And 30, so. 30 amps. Yeah. Yeah, so which it's is, actually... Which is level two. Yeah, level two. So uh, after about 45 minutes, I was able to top off the Tesla. Well, not top off, but give enough energy to the Tesla that my friend could drive to Green River and actually charge over there. And you know, that feature is so popular that the Silverado's adding it, and we just did the new Ram Revolution. They're adding All the it. electric trucks are now adding are, it. Are having it. Yeah, it's yeah. a really great idea. I mean, think about like all the multiple uses... If you're, you know, at a work site, if you're trying to charge, let's say your electric bike. Electric bikes have become hugely popular now. You could charge an electric bike off your truck while it's sitting in the bed, driving to uh, whatever trail you're going to go ride. Yeah, and um, I have we have another property where I, you know, I, I do landscaping, so I would run my lawnmower off of it. You have an electric you know. lawnmower. Yeah, I have an electric lawnmower and also electric um, trimmer, you nice. know, the uh, yeah, edger. Yeah. So I would run that off the truck. So that's a really huge feature. By the way, I um, bought an electric lawnmower uh, like two years ago. A complete game changer. And this year I went, and I, I, this was a big spend because they're expensive. I went and bought an electric snowblower. Whoa, they have snowblowers? Now? Yeah, they have snowblowers, yeah. So the lawnmower was a game changer because... I don't know, and I, you know, I don't know how many times in my life I fussed with a lawnmower trying to get it started because the carburetor. You pull, you pull the cable. The carburetor always gets gunked up over the long winter, and the same thing happens with the snowblower gets gunked up over the long summer. You can put like you know stabilizing uh, stuff in the gas tank so yeah. that the fuel doesn't start to turn into varnish. But nevertheless, you're always like, rrr, rrr, rrr. it's a whole, it's a, it's a whole. <laughs> You know, 15 trips know. later to Home Depot and, and maybe running. And then you finally, like, start it up and all your neighbors are pissed at you because it's Saturday morning and you're mowing your lawn at 8 because you have to go, you know, do some other stuff at 10. And, you know. And, and, and you're loud and you're, the yeah. machine is screaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that electric lawnmower, um, my neighbor, I think, looks at me with envy because, you know, I just, I just, it's just, it's silent. It hums. Yeah, yeah. And it works. It goes by. It's got two batteries and, you know, I barely use one of them. Uh, and sometimes I'll go into, if it's spring, I'll maybe use one and a half batteries. Uh, but it's great, yeah. And uh, no maintenance, no fuss. 
Uh, and so I said, you know, I'll, I'll bite the bullet. I bought the uh, electric snowblower, and it was expensive. It was like fourteen hundred dollars. Isn't, isn't it like almost two x? Like, because for lawn, my lawnmower was about twice as expensive as a regular lawnmower. I want to say the, the the lawn, and I go to Home Depot, so I bought what's their brand? It's uh, gosh, EV. No, no, not uh, EV. No, 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 no. It's their standard like house brand almost. Rob, Ro, Ro, not Ryobi. Yeah, Ryobi. Oh, Ryobi. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Ryobi. I think it's Ryobi. Because uh, I had the batteries, right? So you you kind of want to. You can interchange batteries. Yeah, you don't want to like mess with the batteries, even though you really can't, because the lawnmower has smaller batteries than the snowblower, because it uses a lot more power. So that 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 theory did not work. But anyway, um, so I went and bought the snowblower, and I want to say like a regular lawnmower is maybe three to four hundred bucks, whereas an electric one, if you get you know one that is self-propelled, is like. Basically, for the cost of a self-propelled electric lawnmower, no, for the cost of a, how, how would it work? Uh, I'm trying to get this right. So, uh, a self-propelled gas lawnmower would cost about the same as a non-self-propelled yes. electric lawnmower. Yes. Whereas a self-propelled electric lawnmower is probably twice that of a self-propelled gas lawnmower. And the same thing with the snowblower world, give or take. So this thing was expensive, but you know we have to. We start work at eight thirty, and I got to get that because you know what happens once you drive on the snow, it, it turns into ice, ice. Comp- yeah. and you'll never. And then you're, it's you know, then you're out there like with a with chisel. a hammer and chisel <laughs> trying to get it off this driveway. So you want to get it before like you know you drive on it, or before in right. my case, my wife drives on it, and with this. It's still loud, but nowhere near as loud as a gas one. So you can actually fire it up like at 7.30, maybe 8 o'clock, and the neighbors won't hear it. Uh, and it's not as powerful. Uh, it certainly doesn't throw the snow as far. But you know what? You don't. You know, very rarely do you get like 15 feet of snow, right? Usually it's just enough snow that you can do well with an electric lawnmower. Uh, we haven't tried the spring snow yet. The spring snow is harder, right, because it's got a lot more it's density. It's really heavy, yeah. It's heavy and it's wet, and that stuff tends to get clogged up more. But for the most part, I'm really happy with it. Awesome, yeah. So there you have it, uh, your consumer advice about lawnmowers and snowblowers. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what did you hate about your truck? Uh, what did I hate? What did I hate? Hmm. You can't find anything to hate. Maybe he well, didn't. It, I, I really loved I really loved it. Okay. I really loved it. It was quick, right? So the inverter was system fast. was one, uh, and it was quite really powerful. You know, 430 horsepower in the work truck. Uh, it was really incredible. I think what I maybe hated was you know the how the interior was not wearing quite as nice as I hoped, as far as the door cards are concerned. Now, now this is an I think an important question because we drive a lot of expensive trucks, mm-hmm. right? I mean, like you know, we drive when Ford sends us a truck, it ain't the XL. No, it's usually a king, king ranch or higher. Yeah, uh, and so did you ever miss any of those kind of creature comforts? Like, did you have heated steering wheel, heated seats? No. See, that's the stuff I think I so, would miss. So I would definitely. I'm in the cold months. Heated seat was kind of a big miss, yeah. right? Uh, heated steering wheel was a big miss. Uh, also, um, I always had to start with a key. Oh. You know, now I kind of have, I'm, I'm used to either remote starting something or just pushing a button. So, so let me tease the new truck. Did you get heated seats and heated steering wheel in the new truck? No. You didn't? No. Really? So you didn't miss it that well, much? Well, I, I, I am a frugal fella. Okay. I am a frugal fella. All right, all right, all so, right. So did you get, did you get a keyless entry and push button start in the new truck? I believe so. Uh, and when we get to it, I'll explain why I'm not exactly sure about everything. What color is the new truck? 
It's a wild color. We can say yellow. You got a yellow one. Yes. Wow, that is a good color for video. Um, but it's not the yellow. It's not school bus yellow. Okay. Um, it's imagine more of a mustardy, shiny, shiny color. Rivian does kind of mustard yellow yeah. in that truck. It's becoming very popular. Kind of these muted earth tone color. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, it's kind of like... Uh, I cannot say exactly the name because it, it may give right, it away. Right. Like baby poo? No. <laughs> uh, like, it's, it, it's also not baby puke. <laughs> Sorry, Andre. <laughs> Couldn't help that one. Okay. Because <laughs> you know what that's like, right? That's kind of that mustardy yellow. yellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've been there before. All right. I've been All right. There. All right. Well, uh, we'll, 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 we'll kind of drop clues along the way as, as we do this video. Yeah. So before podcast. we move on to TFL Trucks, yes. uh, I got to thank our Patreon supporters. All right. Who, who be, who because uh, without you guys, we wouldn't be able to really you know, do this podcast for truck. Uh, Pete NYC uh, recently supported us. Also, Jimmy Ward supported us in a huge way at patreon.com slash TFLcar. It's our only site for Patreon. And also, dude, look at all the uh, feedback and comments we have. I'm scrolling through my phone right now. And then Zab Whitley recently um, had a question for me. And Zab, I'm going to respond to you right after the show. Okay, it's a long question. Sometimes people write us like very long questions and those yes. are very hard. If you do have a question for us or if you do want to become a Patreon member and get those questions answered, please give us all the details. Well, what, what you want to read this question and answer it on, on this podcast? Well, yeah, I, I do. Do you want to start um, next so I can kind of prepare okay. and I can kind of pre-read this? Are right, you pre-read it or pick one of the other ones. That one's a long one. Uh, it's hard. Here's, here's the kind of questions we can't answer. Hey, guys. I've got an SUV and I'm looking for a truck. I need to tow my boat. And that's just not enough information. So or, most, of, most of the questions that we get, you need to be very specific. Like, what's your budget? That's, that's probably the most important one. How far know, do you drive? How far do you drive? Are there any brands that you're partial to? You know, you, we always do well with, you know, this or that. I like this or that. But if it's way too open-ended, we just kind of throw up our hands and like, hey, I, there's nothing we can do there because we don't know what your budget is. We don't know what, where you, and also where you live, right? Like, you know, you could you could do very well uh, with a two-wheel drive truck in Florida or Hawaii or Louisiana or Texas or Arizona, but not so well if you're up in Canada. Actually, this question is pretty simple. Uh, do you want to hit this now? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. So thank you, Zab, once again uh, for sending this question. Um, Here's the question. I currently have a 2020 Tundra and a 2022 Ford Super Duty Lariat F250 with a big diesel, 6.7. My wife uses the Ford for towing her horse trailer, so I never get to use it. There you have it. Uh, his That's wife common. took the yeah. Ford. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm planning on getting um, a rugged mountain granite 9RL slide out camper that weighs around 4,000 pounds. Well, Zab, that doesn't sound like a very big trailer if it weighs 4,000 pounds dry. Um, he has a 2023 brand new Super Duty on order with a Godzilla V8 gas engine. I know the gas has great payload. Uh, my only concern is having enough grunt to go over the mountain passes. He lives in Oregon. I can't decide if I should change my order or stick with my gas engine on my Super Duty. Uh, he's just like, Zab, I, I hear you loud and clear. You're looking for an excuse to get that diesel. Go for it. Just, I'm going to give you, I'll give you Zab. a bunch of, I'm going to give you a bunch of great reasons to get the diesel. But the fact is, they're just cool, right? So there are a lot of practical reasons that you can share, not, not wink, wink, with your wife. 
for instance, better fuel economy, honey. Yes. Much longer range. We won't have to stop at those icky pumps where the gas station uh, bathrooms, you know, are scary. We can just blow right by them and stop at a Starbucks. Uh, also, better longevity. Don't tell her you cost more to repair. That's something, of course, we don't want to discuss. But certainly longer, longer and better resale. Yes. Any more? So, Zab, uh, those are the uh, pro okay, diesel. I'm, I'm being funny, but look, no, no, you, you always want to look. You always want to get more capability. So, first of all, the engine has very little to do with payload except for its weight, right? Yes. So diesel the, engines are heavy in heavy duty trucks. They are heavier, yeah. so you do lose payload. But it's not the engine or the amount of power it has; it's how much it weighs. That, that really, and diesels are heavier, so you do lose a little bit of payload. But you know, we bought that Godzilla F250, and I kind of regret not getting the diesel in, in the long run. And we bought it not because you know it was something I wanted or needed or something that Andre preferred. We bought it because it was brand new and we wanted to test it. It was a brand new engine that we've never seen before. Yeah, and we got, I don't want to say we got snookered, but I would say, you know, with the word Godzilla, it brings up Godzilla, obviously, <laughs> right? This giant reptile that's crushing Tokyo. Uh, but instead, Ford tuned that engine not for performance, but for longevity. Yeah, but also they made it to a 10-speed automatic heavy-duty transmission. And I think um, I was quite happy with that uh, gas engine. Remember, we put a camper on it. Right, we lifted it. We put 37s on it, and I did an eye gauntlet where I towed another Ford. Remember that um, our we had an old 1990s um, Gunsmoke. Yeah, we towed our Gunsmoke project truck on the eye gauntlet, fully loaded, and that gas engine still performed and climbed the mountain. Um, did I wish I had the diesel? Yes, because I would have, you know, been kind of calm and kind of putting well, up the mountain. Obviously, the biggest downside is 10K, give or take. That's It's $10,000 to get the diesel. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a so, big chunk of money. So, Zab, if you want to spend $10,000 more um, and also have kind of like all the pros that Romans just said, uh, better fuel efficiency while towing, uh, ease, ease of use, Actually, better downhill performance because it has an exhaust brake. Mm. Uh, the gas engine will not have an exhaust brake. You, you have to put the diesel exhaust fluid into it, too, which those things suck <laughs> up at an enormous rate. I was really, We have that Ram 2500 Cummins, and I'm always buying uh, DEF fluid for and you that know, thing. Can, can I do a small rant? Sure. Uh, my rant, you know, you go to a gas station or a truck stop, and you buy the two-gallon or a five-gallon jug of DEF fluid yep. or DEF, um, and it costs like 20 bucks. Yep. Right? Yeah. So what does that come out to? 20 divided by 5, $4 a gallon. Yeah, it's expensive for urea. Uh, but if you go on a truck stop by the highway and you pull through where the semi-trucks go. And you've got the big nozzle. And you have a little nozzle of DEF. Yeah. That's like $2 a gallon. Yeah, so do that. So, so why are they charging so much for those jugs? Because you've got to pay for the jug, right? It's got to have its own little... Uh, spout on it, right? Yeah, and it's heavy, right? You're lifting it over, you know, or in, into your, you, you know. know. There was there was a survey recently that just came out that said people uh, live longer and have better cognitive uh, function if they drink more water. So maybe drink more water. Than, I've always wondered, can you pee into that? I mean, you're basically peeing out urea, right? Please don't pee into your... <laughs> Truck. Be the cheapest way. Get yourself a super giant gulp, and then at the next truck stop, just no. <laughs> park away on the side, and then you know, aim no, well. No, we uh, <laughs> please don't pee in your DF tanks. What, what, what happened? Should we do that video? It could be expensive. <laughs> Can you imagine buying an eighty thousand dollar truck with a big diesel? By the way, they're updating their diesels. How long would it take us? 
like me, you, and Nathan to fill up a five-gallon <laughs> jug. <laughs> this could be a Andre, after. Why is this diesel exhaust fluid warm? <laughs> Very yellow. <laughs> oh my goodness! I'm curious. I mean, I'm curious. You know, it is urea, right? Yeah, but it's not like the same consistency or the same composition <laughs> as what comes out of you. I mean, pe people are putting French fry oil in their diesel, so why not, why not homemade urea? <laughs> there, there you go. So maybe there's a business opportunity, homemade urea. So let us know. <laughs> anyway, go for the diesel. I, I would. <laughs> Uh, Zeb, don't go for the diesel. All right, there you go. You well, got two different opinions. Well, Zeb, if, you, if your trailer weighs 4,000 pounds, let's say double it. Let's say you put everything into it, water. Is it a, a trailer or a camper? I thought it was a sliding oh, camper. Oh, sliding camper. Yeah, you're paying attention to your own. It's a sliding camper, Andre, not a oh, trailer. Oh, that's why he's worried about payload. Yes. <laughs> Oh, I'm so sorry, Zab. Yeah, yeah. It's a sliding, and it's pretty um, heavy. 4,000. And when you said it was light, I was like, ah, it's pretty oh, heavy. Oh, I thought it was a pull behind. No, it's a sliding camper. 4,000 oh, pounds plus, plus all the stuff you put into it, you know. I, I mean, we did that story where that guy cracked his, you know, his ram with 5,000 pound. He cracked his frame. Right? Yes. So just, um, just be careful. <laughs> 4,000 should be well within that truck's capability if you configure it right. Just remember, the more stuff you put on it in other words the more fancier the model four-wheel drive the less payload you have and so stay i would i would i i would what's, not what's do diesel no? so here's the thing so he's ordered an f-350 uh reset right uh ford 350 super duty with a gas v8 uh, and once again zap check the payload of your truck if it's a four by four it will have less payload what's, what's the payload of a 350 it's got to be so for a gasoline one yeah. it could be about five thousand depending on configuration because if it's a crew cab it would be less um yeah, it's if hard it's to a, say we can't guess at this this is where yeah we, we can't guess at this so you have to be very precise right, yeah because a four by four is really going to decrease it it's, there's just too many factors that we Crew cab will decrease it. it yeah if you buy a king ranch that will decrease, decrease it. it yeah um and just four thousand pay attention to payload and figure if this thing's four thousand pounds figure at least five thousand when you fill it with water so, and propane and you know your bikes and whatever so then also, Zeb, you didn't say if it's a dually. I, uh, you didn't specify that. A wheel or a double? Because a dually will have a greater uh, payload. Greater payload. So yeah. please uh, watch, watch I, I would, your payload. If watch I was doing payload. a 4,000 pound uh, slide in, Andre, I'd definitely go dually. Yeah. Uh, definitely yeah. No, definitely go wheel. dually. Definitely yeah. go gas. I don't think, um, I mean, if you want better fuel efficiency, maybe go diesel there. But uh, be, be careful with this 4,000 pound trailer boy we, we really spent a long a long time on this yeah i think it was an interesting yeah, time it was, it was cool yeah all right uh so let's talk about the the truck that that, that we have bought uh so uh we bought three trucks recently and let's start with the one that people probably know the most about which is stubby mm -hmm. uh and we wanted to buy the cheapest uh truck uh full-size truck you could buy and that happens to be a ram classic so we've gone over this so i don't want to like go over it again right but it, it, it's a classic it's about three thousand dollars less than if you were to get a comparable ford or a comparable chevy um or even an nissan if you're thinking in in, the, in those terms um and then um you know we had a really good experience tommy and i flew out to idaho and bought it from our friends at is it peterson's yeah peterson yeah peterson auto auto yep. group yeah they were great they really treated us well uh and then uh we um spent thirty eight thousand dollars on this truck so we got some discounts but once again we went over all this so i don't want to go into it multiple times uh, but let's talk about what it's like to live with uh you know a little uh two-door um you know regular size bed truck so the first thing i didn't know 
was, which is cool, is that Stubby has the same size bed as our Ram 2500. Yeah. It's which a, is a six and three quarter, right? No, it's six foot four inch. Six so foot four inch. So it's a little bit less than three and a so half it's, feet. It's bigger than a six and a half it's, feet. It's not an eight foot bed, right? But it's not the same size as a, as a full size truck would have. So, um, so I, I really love the fact that that is a really big and useful bed because the tan cover we had on the 2500, we were able to put fit perfectly, study. fit yeah. perfectly. Yeah. yeah. And we did many videos, you know, uh, we call them, let's find out about different fuel efficiency, uh, how the tunnel cover affects it, how the chin spoiler affects it, how the towing mirrors affect it. And the mirrors really affect it a lot. If you put up those elephant ear mirrors, they really affect it, but watch those mirrors, all tfl.com. But let's talk about kind of what it's like to live with that truck. I have to say, Andre, it's probably one of my favorite trucks. I, j I just love the truck. First and foremost, I love it because it's a white truck, and we are completely anonymous. You, you, <laughs> you could be in there, you know, having a full-on, like, Latin American-style dance party, and nobody would even look over to look at, look at you. It's, it's that anonymous, which I love, actually. It's kind of like a work truck that there's thousands of them yeah. running around. Yeah, so completely anonymous, uh, and I actually really love the ride of the thing. It's got a really supple ride, and um, the dirty secret is we've lifted, what, maybe 10 different trucks over the 10 years. We've been doing this for 12 years, and all but one has gotten worse in terms of ride. What you do is you make a better off-road, but you make it worse on-road, and this thing has a really good on-road ride. Super comfy. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, Ram nailed that suspension system, and because this truck is smaller, it weighs less. Right? Easy to park. Uh, easy to park, uh, easy to turn. I, I also like that feature. I mean, uh, I also like that it's kind of manageable. It's small. And it has a V6, not a V8. Not, it's not a Hemi. But I think it's kind of adequate for this truck. So I'm going to tell you something that happened to me today, right? And I was thinking about that truck and a Ranger, okay? So I'm, I'm in this new Audi. We just did a really fun video where we compared three different off-roaders in the snow to see which one actually is best. But they don't compete. So anyway, one of them was the Audi a6 all road mm -hmm. uh, and it's got this really fancy electronic screen with like haptic controls uh, and i'm driving i pick up me and tom you're coming to work because we, we share a ride sometimes right and i've got howard stern on and we want to talk so you don't want to have you know so i'm like hey put on my favorite ch show which is uh um chill for music right okay and uh you look at the screen and you're like Wow, how do I do that, <laughs> right? How do I put on chill? Fifty-three. It, I know it's fifty-three. It's, it's Stern small. Is a, Stern's a hundred, right? Yes. XM. So Tommy starts doing the little. There's like a little arrow left, and you start, you know, start tick 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 tick, tick and you got to do that fifty-five four, times, forty-seven or, times yeah. to get there, right? And and he says something like, "Yeah, yeah, the two knob was much harder, wasn't it?" <laughs> And I'm like, well, what you could do, Tommy, is you could make that a favorite. So you'd have to figure out in Audi's, you know, MMI, how, how you make it a favorite, probably star it. And then you have to figure out how you go to the screen that actually shows your favorites, right? And all this is very convoluted and as opposed to Stubby or the Ranger, where there's a button, right, that, that, that is or your knob. preset. Yeah. No, a preset. Yeah. Right? I like, I like number one, I listen to NPR. So number one is... It's that, a hard button. It's a hard button. Just yeah. push the button, and there you are. Yeah. Or number two is chill, right? So we've made that, uh, you know, function so much better by going digital. So <laughs> much better, Andre. And this truck is very much all analog, and that's, that's what I love about it, right? 
simple yeah. buttons, tiny, tiny screen. And you know what? I don't miss that big screen at all. I mean, at all, Andre. Yeah, and also, you know, backing this truck up is pretty easy. It's pretty small already. Well, cameras. Uh, and there is, a, there is a one camera, of course, in the back tailgate. Because it has to have it. Uh, but it's a tiny, tiny image. You know, it's, a, it's, about, it's about as big as your credit card, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, but anyway, lots of good about this truck. Uh, we got what between 23 and 22 miles per gallon on the highway, so it's actually relatively efficient as well. So I love the ride. I love the fact that we got the four-wheel drive, so it actually does really well in the snow. I think the tires need to be there all season, so we need to go to a more aggressive all-terrain tire to get a little bit, maybe one that's snow-rated. But that's all fixable. There are three things that I don't like about it. Uh, you want me to go through those? Yeah. Um, I'll get your three things. Okay, go ahead. Uh, so uh, what I don't like about it, uh, and this is probably the one that, that irritates me, and I want to do a podcast, Andre, called Deal Breakers, like things that would keep me from buying something. And this may be one of them, actually. The headlights, beyond bad. Yeah, at night, gosh, help you if, if you can see. Yeah, it's yeah. it's that bad. I mean, I know it's the cheapest truck, but those headlights, especially, I think back when I was growing up, those headlights would have been perfectly fine. But now, since we've you know gone to LEDs and then eventually high intensity headlights and then uh, laser lights, right, where you can actually configure the um, way that the light shapes itself so that it's very bright on the side and the front, but doesn't blind oncoming drivers. These things are just a joke. I mean, it, it, it's like, just put like two, uh, uh, gosh, matches <laughs> with reflectors. Two candles. Two candles, and, yeah. and th that's it. So I, I hate that, and that it might be a deal breaker. And what makes it a deal breaker is I would love to swap them out, uh, but you gotta basically remove the entire front fascia. <laughs> Seriously, it's like a five hour process. Right, you got to take the grill out. You got to go take the um, fender uh, covers on the inside. Yeah, out. because you have to remove the lower oh, grill. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably, you know, probably remove the hood. So, like four hours to change either the bulbs or the entire headlight, which is just, you know, come on, guys, you're better engineers than that. Who, whoever decided at Ram that it's going to take four hours to change a headlight bulb, you know, you you, you should be shown the door seriously. <laughs> Well, they're not the only ones. Uh, so Ford Super Duty, we have Same updated problem, our, yeah. our headlights on our F-250 uh, from 2020. Same thing. We had to remove the entire front uh, fascia and grill to get to the bulbs. And, and these, like, these like deal breakers tend to be things I was thinking about, these that are just uh, super annoying, right? They're things that are just like you're having a hard day, and this next one falls into that category. You're having a hard day. You're dealing with like you've got home issues or your kid's acting up or your dog just jumped um, on the carpet and did, you know, something you shouldn't have done, yeah. and you're already in a bad mood. And then this next one is like that. It, and it's such a and, – and, and the other thing about deal breakers is they're super cheap to fix. It's, just, it's like the worst kind of cost-cutting, and this is turning into a rant, so I apologize. But it's like, you know, come on, don't cost-cut with stuff like this. Safety, headlights, and this is another one. Uh, actually, the truck has a lot of room behind the seats, Right. But you have no second row seat, so anytime you're throwing it in, anytime you have anything you have to put into it, you have to throw it behind the seat. There's a lot of room there, but what happens is in the passenger and driver's side, you fold the seat forward, you throw in your bag, like a camera bag sure. or whatever you're carrying, your groceries, and then you doesn't return when you fold it. It returns to the closest one to the steering wheel, so it's almost vertical. So then you got to get in the truck, and then you got to find the exact position that you were at. It's not a lot of work, but it's just so annoying. Why don't you, I mean, this is something that we solved like 50 years ago. Just so return, it doesn't remember the position. Basically. Yeah, return the seat to the proper seating position. Because <laughs> then you're like, well, should I... 
Is it worth actually folding that seat down? Because then it takes me like, you know, 14 attempts to find the right seat. I'm just like, <laughs> you know how that is, right? You're like, yeah. oh, no, that's not quite right. No, that's not quite right. Um, so, so that's another one. And then the last one that, that is annoying is the undampened tailgate. Is that how they're just it? Yeah, they're just, just Because I forget because all trucks now are pretty much dampened. So I'll open it up and then like at, <laughs> yeah, like at 7 in the morning, once again, I'll wake up the neighbors because it goes boom. Because <laughs> I've forgotten that it's, you know, it, it doesn't have the little $20 piece in there that would make it slowly, you know, go. And anyway, those are mine. How about yours? Oh, these are, well, uh, headlights has to be one. Uh, the other thing, I, I don't mind the seats. I think the seats are good. And actually what I didn't realize with a two-door truck, not a extended cab or a crew cab, the door is actually wider than in a crew cab. Yeah, so the it's door like a, is it's actually like a coupe. It's, a yeah, sedan. yeah, it's like a really, really long door, which means you have better side vision, um, and also uh, additional storage in the door. Uh, but what I don't like is the steering wheel. You know how telescopes, a lot of trucks have telescoping and adjustable steering wheel. Up and down, in and out. This one doesn't quite go as far as I want. Okay. Um, so, so I, I can never get my steering wheel kind of, a, um, and also, um, towing dude, um, 5, we, we uh, just under 5,000 pounds because we got, we were looking for the cheapest truck, but by gosh, it tows less than a Honda Ridgeline. What do we get? The three, two, three, three, 321. Yeah. Um, and you would say Andre, Andre Roman, why didn't you get the 355 or something else? Because you couldn't do it. Because we couldn't find this truck. Yeah, we could barely find this truck. They stopped building these, actually. Yeah. So, so shorter bed, short cab. And let's face it, in, in the current situation, you know, you're going to wait a year to order something. Uh, and we just can't do that. I mean, by that point, you guys would have moved on. So, hey, Andre, I did yeah. something interesting, and you yeah. don't know about this. Oh, what would you do? I, you know, I had a really good idea for a video series, and we're going to do the first video with this hopefully next week. And okay. it involves you, me, and Nathan. Okay. So I went, and I bought five truck accessories for it for the ram for the ram yeah okay yeah like you know like cool cool what i thought were interesting and unique car but they're they're not like the typical things right they're not like mud flaps these are unique truck accessories and uh, and you bought five of them i bought five of them yeah they do kind of unique okay. things okay they, and i'm going to give them to you and nathan and you guys are going to have to a figure out what they're for and then b um find out whether you think it was a good buy or not so you know Buy it or forget it. So okay. I'm going to give them to you and on camera. You've never seen these things. Okay. You and Nathan are going to have to not only figure out what they're for, but how to install them. And they're okay. not hard to that's, install. That's, that's fun. And then whether they're worth buying or not. That's and then fun. guess at I, the price. Let's see. Did you buy a green tree that hangs off the... No, uh, no, I, didn't no? Buy, no I didn't buy a green No, nothing like uh, that. Okay. So, I, I can't wait. Yeah, can't, yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna accessorize our truck. I, I can't wait. Yeah, I think you'll I think you'll like it. These are interesting things, and I'll be curious to see what what you and Nathan make of them. Sounds good. That's I, coming I, I to alltfl.com. All I, right, let's move on to the Ranger. Well, what about Hummer? Because we we talked about the most affordable full size truck, which is the Ram 5000 Classic. But what about the most expensive full size truck, which is actually the Hummer? Yeah. So, gosh, what was it? Three years ago, we were doing an interview with one of the GM engineers. You remember this? Yes. And he said this was when the either the TRX so, came out. Right? Was, I think the TRX came out, right? Yeah, the, T, the TRX came out, and this was at the height of COVID. Yeah. Uh, we were doing a podcast. And what did the engineer uh, say? And he said, once again, folks, the Raptor was, will be extinct. Yeah, he said the Raptor will go extinct. Yes. Or dinosaurs will go extinct. Yes. I think TR. 
T-Rex and the Raptor. And Raptor. Right. And so, you know, at that point... That and we're like, like, what are you talking about? He, He's he, like, I can't tell he you. He can't tell you more. And so yeah. we think he was talking about the Hummer EV. And when, you know, GM builds a competitor, even though it's electric, to the TRX and to the uh, Hummer uh, and to the uh, Raptor, we have to have it and we have to be able to uh, actually test it and review it over a longer period of time. So that's why we went and bought the thing because obviously, you know, we try to get both ends of the spectrum. So with Stubby, we got the cheapest, but at the same time, we also wanted to get the most expensive and see how capable it was. Well, not just because it's the most expensive, but because, like you said, it's it was their moonshot. Yeah, you know, that's how they presented this truck. And it, we, uh, so the first problem was a, 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 one we're still fighting about. Uh, all right, we're going to get into some like controversial political stuff here, but, but we're always transparent. So we didn't have a reservation for it. And as you know, it's a hot truck and people are buying them and flipping them and making money, which we don't do. That's not our business. We want to review it. So um, uh, uh, one of our viewers, Jason, thank you very much, came up to us just like we did with the Bronco and said, hey, I've got a reservation. Uh, if you and want I don't it, want it. I don't want it. Yeah. If you want it, you can have it. And then we said, heck yeah, you bet. And then as a thank you, we always say, uh, what we'll do is we'll do a shout out to the charity of your choice to help promote it. And his charity was a Dumb Friends League, which we did. So if you want a good which charity. Is, which yeah. is a, a charity that support, you know, yeah, helps dogs, with cats. cats. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So Dumb Friends League, check them out there. They do really good work. Uh, and then, we, you know, stupidly, I was like, doop, 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 doop. I'll just call GM and tell them, you know, we've got this. Because we thought, you know, biggest let's truck channel it. on YouTube. Yeah, let's transfer it. Let's transfer the reservation. They'll appreciate all of the publicity. So I called them up and they were like, nope. Absolutely not. You can't do that. What you're doing is it was almost it was almost like they were like 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 police. It. Like no, no, they were almost like 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 they were a government agency <laughs> and we are somehow breaking the law. You know what I mean? Like like it's not just against policy. You could be you can go to jail for that. It was that it was like that. And they're like, You are you related to this person? You know, are, are you the brother or the mother? We're like, no, we're not related to this person. And I was just dumbfounded. I was like, wow, you know, the uh, Bronco that we did, right? We, we, we put it up against, all, you know, it just shone, right? I mean, it was just like we, we probably sold more Broncos, seriously, than any other publication out there because we bought one and we showed off all of the features that it had. Yeah, and we off-roaded it and we yeah. drove it everywhere. Yeah, and GM was like, nope, absolutely not. And we're like, uh, all right, well, stop us. <laughs> which, which, you know, what they did was they basically had to sign a form saying that if we were to flip it uh, within six months, uh, we'd lose uh, the battery warranty on it, which is big, right? So Actually, so, no, 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 you keep the battery warranty, but you lose the general warranty. So if we were to sell, but, but we're not in that business. So it, like, it didn't matter to us. I'm like, I don't care. We're going to keep it. We're going to keep it as long as we need it. And then, you know, when it's time for it to go, when you got, basically when you guys are bored of it and when we'll we sell it, we'll yeah. sell it. Yeah. That's what we do. But here's the thing. So why, why is this, why is the Bronco, you know, the Bronco, we also transferred the reservation with. Right. Yeah. Um, they were but, but there, it was also hard to do. And actually we couldn't really transfer it. We had to buy it the joint purchase right at the, um, for the hummer ev we had a jointly buy and it. also for the bronco right no that one we transferred so bronco no, i don't we think so now we did yeah um anyways I so why sign the paperwork why is this happening well it's because they're worried about markups right because every manufacturer is getting bad press uh anything from g-wagons to hummers wait, wait, hold on so so I, I have to stop you right there okay 
So they're worried about markups. So yes. instead of going after the dealers that are the they're ones, going after, uh, they're the going customer. after their customers, yes. which also makes no sense, be it any of the manufacturers. So the, the people who are doing most of the markups, right, because we get a lot of these, are the dealerships, right? And so to prevent the markups, they are punishing the consumer, the buyer of their product, instead of the dealers who sell their product which I think speaks volumes about the relationship between dealers and traditional manufacturers and also probably speaks volumes as to why Tesla and Rivian are so successful. So how can they punish the dealer, right? If the dealer is doing something the manufacturer doesn't like, like huge markups, uh, they could prevent uh, allocation to the dealer, right? They can say, we will no longer sell you, send you, or allow you to purchase X number of vehicles, right? Let's cut to the chase, Andre. I just read a story, uh, and the stories will explain all this right away, right? Okay. We went from 17 million units a year last year. That's how much we were selling. Units are cars and trucks in accountant speak to 13.7 million, right? So we're down from 2021 to 22. To, yeah. So, uh -huh. and yet. Profits are at record levels. I think 32 billion is the number that, that people are are saying. And those profits are shared between the manufacturers and between the dealerships. So dealer profits are through the roof, manufacturer profits are, are through the roof. And the reason for that is because consumers are paying a lot more, you and me, for these vehicles, right? Uh, the reason for that, of course, is because there's less uh, inventory, so prices are higher. Demand is high, supply is low. So I believe, yes. Andre, that... that you know, the manufacturers are like, oh, don't do that as they're raking in the money. <laughs> oh, don't do that. Don't do that. More money, more money, more money, more okay, money. Okay, you, you, you see? Yeah, yeah. And at some point, I think that that, that that tells you everything you probably want to know about the relationships and why this is happening. So now, let's talk about the truck. Yeah, let's talk about the truck. So, so maybe they were right because it <laughs> did leave me stranded. But, you know... <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting, you know, uh, look, we're not here with an agenda. We don't care if it's electric. We don't care if it's gas. We really just want to review the truck for what it is. And I have to be honest, I have fallen head over heels in love with that truck. It's just, and I love things that are just bat, you know what, crazy. And that is about as bat, you know what, crazy as it gets. This week, the other story was that the government's all worried about like nine and a half thousand pound trucks crashing into civics. Mm -hmm. Which is a, which is a real worry, but then you've got semis out there crashing into Civics, which or delivery vans crashing into things. which weigh a lot more than nine and a half thousand pounds. But the truck, the truck is just off the scale in terms of its like uh, unpracticality, but at the same time lovability. You know, so it doesn't tow very well. It doesn't actually off road all that well either. Well, it tows well, but not very much. It doesn't tow very far. Yes. <laughs> or it doesn't tow all that well. Well, yeah. 112000 and you can tow, what? 7,500 pounds, and you can go 200 miles. Barely. Barely with, with that weight. Um, so you talked about the Ram 1500 being uh, anonymous and yeah. inconspicuous. Yes. This is the opposite. Yes. Um, whenever I drive the Hummer, uh, whether going to you know the our shooting location or anywhere, uh, everybody tur turns and looks. Yeah. It's just you can't be undercover. Yeah, and and, this. and and you know now now that I've kind of been a little salty, you know, against GM. Let me let me give them some compliments. First and foremost, the thing is uh, a tour de force of innovation, right? You have a truck with ten degrees of steering in the back, with air suspension, with a removable roof, with um, a thousand horsepower. Or three motors, you know, zero to sixty time in about three and a half seconds. 
Uh, and we were able to put it on 37s without doing anything to it. So it came with 35s. And this time we did get the mud terrains from our friends at BFG. So thank yep. you very much. Uh, and because the truck broke down, uh, GM, as an, as a, or maybe the local whatever it is. Uh, dealership. Um, dealership, yeah. Region. Region. Sent us uh, $2,000 as a sorry about that, which was very nice. Uh, and so we used that money to buy the gold wheels that we put on it. Which look amazing, uh, by which, the way. Which look amazing. I, I love the uh, the new wheel we got. And uh, so we upgraded to 37s, and we still don't know. The weather's just been so bad. I, I, it's such an expensive truck, and it has so much of our like inventory in it, right? Because eventually we'll trade that for something else. Yeah, it's... I, I've been terrified to take it out there with the snow. and <laughs> Not because it's going to get wet or rusty, but because I'm afraid of somebody else bashing into it. And, you know, there was just a story out that, like, the rear taillights cost $6,000 to replace. And so I'm afraid of a car running into it. But now the weather's getting nice, so we'll do a range test to see what putting 37s on has done to our range. But I love the truck. I absolutely love the truck. And I applaud GM for building it. I know a lot of people are like, ah, you know, they're taking um, something that's supposed to be green and environmentally friendly and making it into something that's not. And it's funny, a lot of guys and gals who love diesel trucks, right, because of their bold and brashness, right, hate electric vehicles. And yet this is basically the biggest, baddest, most audacious truck out there. And the most inefficient EV out there. Exactly. It's exactly (laughs) the same as if you were to, like, a diesel, like, emissions delete. A big big, big lifted. uh, Or Duramax, yeah. yeah. It's, 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 It's that in EV terms. But yet, because of the politics of it, they, they're unwilling, I think, to actually even like listen to that argument. But it is it is um, a really fun vehicle to drive. So a lot to love, but I also want to bring up a couple of uh, things I really don't like about this. Go for it. So uh, a lot to love, like you said, performance is great. Um, actually putting down all the windows. We haven't removed the top yet, but you can remove the top. Um, the rear glass falls, falls down too. Yes. So you can roll down the rear glass and almost have like a, this convertible experience. Well, Although it's, it's 16 degrees out there, Andrea. We're not going to be taking the roof off. People well, are, not not yet. No, we'll okay. take it off. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so all those things are awesome. Awesome. One thing I really dislike is you and I just recently took it to Moab. Yeah. Uh, we drove it to Moab to do an off-road review. And there's a lot of wind noise coming through the A-pillar area yes, or the it's, area. It's, it's not great at 75. It does make a lot of yeah, noise. Yeah. So it almost sounds like a soft top. Almost. And, and, not quite and, as bad. Not, not quite as bad. But, but this is an expensive premium vehicle. And I expect, I would expect, you know, lower levels of in, interior noise while moving that, on the that highway. That could be a deal breaker. Yeah, it could be that 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 one is certainly enough of a deal breaker, but I don't know how many people are cross countrying these because once again with but the, it's it's so here's the dichotomy not cross countrying but what if you wanted to go like from Dallas to Austin yeah here, you know you, yeah, you have to drive a couple hours here's the dichotomy it's got a huge battery 250 kilowatt hour battery which is great but the downside of that is it's a huge battery so it takes a long time to fill up that's the fastest charging vehicle we've ever had 365 370. Uh, we actually saw better than advertised speed, speed. But for e- e- even charging. at that rate, you're looking if it's pretty empty an hour to fill it up. Yeah. Which is, you know, that's why I'm saying it's probably not a great cross-country vehicle. No, no, it's not. No. So if you're going at high speeds, it's a little bit loud. It will take a longer time to charge. But when we drove to Moab, we had dinner while charging. And we didn't fine. really waste any time. We had dinner and it was charged. And the one thing, you know, we did own a Lightning that we drove all the way up to Prudhoe Bay, which I'm very proud of. Um, we were the first to drive a Lightning that as far north in America as you can. 
when I say lightning, I mean an electric truck. Yeah. Um, but the one thing that that truck does, the Hummer, I mean, does point out in the lightning is that the lightning is definitely under-batteried. 130 kilowatt with the extended range battery is just not enough for a pickup truck, right? Especially a pickup truck that that is a brick into the wind. The, the, the thing about Ford is they were first, except for Rivian, but Rivian has the same problem as well, so it shouldn't really matter. But we're looking at, I think the best we ever got in terms of, kilowatts per mile was how much i think if you got like two point well the faster you go the worse it gets yeah definitely so I so think on the highway it was like two two point two exactly and, and this one you're down to 1.5 1.6 and we just bought a bolt yes uh that thing was averaging 4.5 uh this is miles per kilowatt hour yes so the bolt the little hatchback is basically three times as efficient as the Hummer. But the problem is when you have a Lightning uh, that is, um, you know. That's not a huge battery. It's just not enough. Yeah. And, and then it exp exponentially, you use more power the faster you go. And so at 65, I'm sure it's okay, but who drives 65, especially here in the West? Maybe, yeah. maybe in, you know, like cities. But even then, you go to California, dude. Uh, I've been on the 405 they're... and you're flying along at like 80. <laughs> you yeah. are, if it's not chock yeah. a block, you know. Yeah, anyways, uh, so yeah, so it has some negatives. Uh, it is still the fastest charging vehicle EV right now, at least on the market right now. So, so let's, let's do this. Um, let's skip the Ranger. We'll do that next time. Okay. Because we're running out of time. Okay. So uh, I think people have been waiting long enough, Andre. Let's talk about what truck uh, you decided to uh, purchase next. And this is not for TFL. This is not a truck that we'll buy and sell. Andre will probably, you keep him longer, right? I keep them a bit longer. I want to keep it at least a year, maybe two. So what's the color called? Uh, the color is called Nitro Yellow. So if all of you uh, fans out Google there. fans, uh, go to google.com and type in Nitro Yellow. Uh, and you'll learn that that is a color that you can get on the next generation. Andre, you say it. Chevy Colorado. Congratulations, Andre, so <laughs> for getting a Colorado. So let me ask you this. Why would you go for a Colorado? And let me break it down into a couple of questions, sub-questions, okay? First, why'd you go from full size to mid-size? I didn't want to do that. I like space. Um, I have a daughter and a son, and I didn't really want to downsize on space, on size of the truck. But you did. But I did because it's an all-new generation of the truck. Can you configure it while I talk? Uh, yes, I will configure it while you talk. Um, so um, I'm a little bit... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm unsure about this because if the rear seat in this new Colorado is not super huge, my daughter is going to be upset. And what, what trim level did you get? I'm going to get keep there Keep in mind, Andre has a tall family. His daughter is tall. She plays volleyball. Yeah, she's tall. Andre's 6'3", so it's a tall family. So um, the biggest reason why I chose the Colorado is because, like I said, I could have it soon. Um, I could have it soon. It's supposed to be built in about a week from now. So we're listening to this. Uh, it is, uh, well, we're this recording is mid -January. this mid-January. Mid-January, so. So it will be built in January. Um, I don't know exactly when it will be delivered to me, uh, which is why I haven't been announcing it yet. Um, and also I ordered it, uh, our friends at Johnson Auto Plaza yep. here in Colorado, which we work with them a lot. They're really great people. Um, Matt from Johnson Auto Plaza called me the day it was open for order. That's great. This was back in November. And I was, I think, in Colorado, maybe the first person to order one. All right, so I'm looking at the configurator. There are four uh, configurations, work truck, LT, actually five. Yeah. Uh, 
Trail Boss Z71, and of course the Z7 ZR2. Uh -huh. And you're about to click on the Trail Boss. Did you get a Trail Boss? Yeah, I got a Trail Boss. Yeah. And some of you guys already guessed it in a couple of videos we published uh, before that I'm kind of was uh, partial to the Trail Boss. So I wanted something out a little bit off roady. I didn't want another work truck, right? So my Ford was a work truck, and I wanted something a little bit nicer, uh, maybe with a few more features and options. Uh, once again, I didn't want to spend a heck of a lot. I wanted to spend less than the Ford. So MSRP from 38495 but I, yep. I think you probably end up spending I, I, I got a few options. Okay, so what options? So, so let me choose the color. Show, show them the nitro. The color cost $395. Click it, man, click it. So it's already, it's already a cost. Oh, there it is. That is, <laughs> that is almost uh, almost baby. You know what? No, I was gonna go almost gold. There's a little bit of gold in that. Yeah. So I don't think it looks uh, good here on the screen, but it's a little bit darker in real life. I've I've seen this truck in real life, uh, one like this in a in a prototype form. And so, what um, else did you get? So I got it nitro gold and uh, <laughs> nitro yellow. Um, I kept, uh, obviously, oh, I got tires. I got tires. So thank you, General Motors. Now you can actually choose the type of tire you want to spend more. I decided to get the Goodyear Wrangler Territory Which are really MTs. good. We have those on our Bronco. And we, have a, we had them on the TRX. They're really good. So a really good pattern, really good uh, all-around tire. That's 495 bucks. But look, they give you the option to do it. Yeah, because if you were to get that, well, first of all, you have to try to get it. The tires are also hard to get now, as, as everything. There's a shortage. But you'd, you'd have to obviously pay more and then pay to install them. And then what do you do with the old ones? And you're yeah, you have to resell them or, or sit on them. Or pay to get rid of them. Yeah. So then I went with uh, the Evotex seat trim. That's 1200 Which is, is $1,200. But I didn't want the, the cloth seats. I've already had cloth seats. Uh, but it's kind of um, almost like this um, synthetic leather material, kind of like vinyl. So you can get it dirty. Uh, yeah, you can get it dirty. You can wipe it off. And uh, you have a dog that's going to jump around yep. on it and, you know, do what dogs do. So then uh, I couldn't, when I was ordering it, I was one of the first people to order it uh, in Colorado. I, I, some of these packages weren't available in the ordering system. So I couldn't do the convenience package uh, with the power seats. I couldn't do a few things, but I could get the trailering because that's imp really important to me, yeah, right? You tell your boat. Uh, $620 for the trailering package, including the trailering app. I'm really curious about how that's going to work. And look at this. Trailer brake controller is included. Yeah, we were just talking it's about included. that yesterday. I'm amazed at how many midsize trucks still don't have uh, a standard brake controller because in most states, if you go over like 3,000 pounds, you've got to have a brake controller. And even if you don't, you should because, you know, you don't want that weight uh, jackknifing or, you know, pushing you into oncoming traffic. So uh, it seems like, once again, like those headlights, it's a safety issue. And more and more people are towing with midsize trucks because the capability keeps going up. Once upon a time, a midsize truck, you could only tow, you know. 3,000 pounds or so. And it's ironic. Like Stubby has a built-in brake controller. <laughs> And it only tows 5,000, whereas this tows like seven. 7,700 pounds. And yes. it doesn't, yeah. It makes so, no sense on that. It makes so, no sense. But GM does. So currently the Tacoma doesn't come with an integrated brake controller for the trailer. The Ford doesn't. Uh, Jeep doesn't. You have to add it later, right? Uh, Chevy does. In, includes it. So at the end of the day, uh, my truck MSRP is about 41400 bucks, um, just the way it's configured right now. So three came more than stubby. Yeah, yeah. 
That's not bad. Or actually, 41 was the sticker on the stubby. We just got a small discount right. uh, from Ram. Um, so, um, you know what I don't like already? What? And I, I, I don't, haven't even seen my truck. I don't like a fully blacked out grill. I, I think it kind of hides some of the detail. Um, and also, I don't have LED lights. Mm. So, I might have candles. Mm. Uh, for lights, but we'll have to wait and see uh, when I get the truck. Of course, do you have blindside monitoring. I don't know that either, but I do have a new interior. Yeah, I do have an eight-speed automatic that I'm kind of want to try out. And what's your engine? Did you, well, uh, which which tune of the engine? It's, it's the mid. So it's the, the two, mid. The three hundred uh, ten, right? Three hundred ten horsepower, uh, three hundred ninety pound-feet of torque. That's a lot of power, dude. Uh, we have a Ranger, so just to make the conversation whole again, uh, our we bought a. 2019 Ford Ranger, which also has a turbocharged four-cylinder engine. And the Ranger has 310 pound-feet of torque. This is 390, and it's not even the most powerful version of that engine. So I I would imagine that's a lot of torque in this little truck. We'll find out. Well, yes. anyway, congratulations, Andre. I'm super happy for you. I can't wait for you to get that truck. Um, uh, are you getting it delivered to Detroit or here in Colorado? So right now it's coming to Colorado. Fine. Um, it's built at the Wentzville, Missouri facility, which is near St. Louis. Okay. Um, so I could potentially transfer it to maybe a dealership there, fly in, drive it home. Uh, it's just a lot of work. The timing, the timing may not work out because, as you know, Chicago Auto Show is around the corner. Yep. A Bear Jackson is next week. We'll be covering that. Um, what else? We're doing a lot, actually, in the next couple, three we're weeks. Be, we're all going to be gone, yeah. Um, so for, for me to fly to St. Louis and try to get and, this truck. You think you'll have it before you go in the program? I don't know, dude. Because there's a program for journalists that Andre's on. So you might, it'd be, it wouldn't it be hilarious? <laughs> so you go on the program, you have your own truck, and yet the driving impressions are embargoed on the program. Yes. Wouldn't that be funny? It would be funny, but not for them. It would be funny for I, me. I, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I just don't see that happening. You know, even if it's built in January, yeah. you know how it goes. It, takes, it, it waits know, at the factory, and then yeah, it, it, it goes on the there, and then goes on a train, maybe. It goes on the train. Delivery, and, and you know how that is. Oh, it could take months yeah, to, take. to deliver a truck. And then it shows up when you like least expect it. Yeah, like you're going to <laughs> Chicago, and oh, hey, your, <laughs> your truck, truck is here. Yeah, and you're like, oh, I've been waiting for it for so long, and now I can't even look at it. So yeah. that, that's been, there, you know, that's been kind of the worst thing about this. Um, I got a sense, Andre, people are getting really sick and tired of waiting. And I know that because we just got an email from one of our viewers who had ordered a Lightning, right? You saw that email. Yeah, yeah. Right? Toby, right? Yeah, Toby. And he, he, he got sick of waiting. He just went and found the vehicle. And found another one right. somewhere. So I think, I think what's happening is uh, people are getting better at finding what they want and they're getting tired of waiting. I don't blame you guys. You know, I'm not all about like instant gratification, but... Uh, if you need the truck for work or if you need the truck for whatever for your family yeah yeah, yeah. Th this like you know it feels like like i'm not i'm not saying the manufacturers or dealers are playing games because it probably these are probably real supply chain issues but from a consumer truck buyer point of view it feels like we're getting yanked around by a lot of different issues you know, like, uh, like you see, and you see it in the forums, you know, oh, my truck is sitting in some parking lot because it's missing a badge. Yeah. It just, or it's it, missing a mirror or it's missing something. Yeah. Or, or dealers are, you know, you order the thing and then you show up and the dealer says, oh, it's $10,000 more <laughs> than what the configurator said. And you're like, and you how explode? is that not bait and switch? Yeah. You explode in their face. I think people are, you know, I think the, the amount of hate that, that is out there. Uh, is probably equivalent to the amount of profit that these companies and dealerships have made. And 
there's going to be some kind of a, I don't want to use the word reckoning, but some kind of a come to God moment at some point where people are, are going to reward the companies that they work with and they're going to punish the companies. That's and that's, that's one of the things. And, and I, I'm going to just, you know, my job here at TFL, Andre, is to stick my finger in the wind and kind yeah. of see which way it's blowing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just put out a warning there for all you manufacturers who are going to jump on the subscription train. You are doing that at your own peril. It cheapens your brand, and it makes you like makes you look like a bunch of you know late night money hungry uh, you, you know um, what would you call them uh, bait and switch. Uh, no, I don't want to say that. No, I'm, uh, I was going to say shyster, but yeah, in a, no, yeah, no, maybe not shyster, but it, it's it's not a good look. It's just not a good look, you know. Hey, you want heated seats? Guess what? You know, you're going to have to pay a hundred dollars a month a year for them. Just I, not, don't do it. No, don't no, do it. Charge me up front. Be yeah. upfront about it. If if the truck um, has heated seats, I'll pay for it. I'll do it up front, and then I'll keep it. And you, you know, know? The, the real problem is people inherently understand that you're paying for it twice. You know, and we've been down that road. We've yeah, been down yeah. that road with music. The music industry had a come to God moment when Napster came along because you know, you when I was growing up, you'd buy an, a record album and you'd pay for the rights to your favorite song, which you know, in my case was Pink Floyd, and then you wanted to like play it in your car, so you bought the tape and you'd have to pay for the rights again for that song. You know, and it's like I already bought that song. Yeah, why can't I transfer it? Yeah, why can't from, from here to there? Yeah, and same thing with cars, you you know, and trucks. You've already bought the thing. Why am I paying for it? So um, I'm just I'm just saying, so, do that at your own peril, please. So knock it off. And just to close out, I'm really excited about my Colorado. I have a couple of, like I said, uh, uh, a little. Um, I'm a little worried about certain things, like how my family is going to fit in the back seat. Um, how is it going to drive? Because I haven't driven it yet, right? No, that's so, thing. Most so people, I, that those days are gone, Andre. So I ordered a vehicle I've never driven. So, so but the, that's the, you're with the rest of us. Well, yeah, and also I think what's happening is more people are ordering their vehicles, um, and you picking the colors and the options and everything you love. I felt really lucky to be able to drive the Hummer EV, so I got to go out and drive it at their test track. And the second I drove it, I was like, I'm in love with this thing, and that hasn't changed, by the way. Or it could be reversed. You could could have driven and said, forget about it. It drives like you know, drives really bad. Yeah, trucks drive like trucks, yeah. but that thing doesn't. <laughs> that drive drives like, like a, a rocket ship, exactly. <laughs> so there you have it. Uh, my next truck is a Colorado Trail Boss, and I uh, just want to once again do a huge shout out to all our Patreon uh, supporters. Thank you guys, and we hopefully we help Zeb. What's his name? Zeb? Zeb? Yeah, I'm sorry I, I, I messed up your question, uh, but I think in the end, just pay attention to your payload the ratings. Uh, I I would say if you slide in as a four thousand pound, then get a dually. Please uh, get the bigger truck and you'll be happy. And thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And remember, check out all TFL. We do have a lot of channels and a lot of outlets. Uh, and we appreciate that you guys are following us on all of them. And I especially love those comments we get where, like, you know, we try to publish our longer, more intricate videos on the weekends. And I love when people, like, write, I love to have my coffee and watch a TFL video on a Saturday or Sunday morning uh, because that makes me feel like, you know, people are enjoying our stuff. and. Uh, watching it uh, and uh, that's kind of the big, biggest reward right that we can have you guys watching it and the second biggest reward is like question from Zeb you know they're making decisions buying decisions using our information which makes me feel really great yeah yeah so. and, and it, it should hopefully um, you know keep us 
in business <laughs> a little bit longer <laughs> for, 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 for another year. <laughs> Every year I'm like, this is going to end. <laughs> How do I get paid for what I love to do? <laughs> well, dude, uh, there's not a lot of truck outlets out there anymore. Yeah, we, we're the last one standing. You know, pickuptruck.com, you know, they kind of went away from video and reviews. Trucks.com went away. Our friend Sean uh, Holman. Sean Holman from four-wheeler. Four yeah. Just left. Yeah, trucks.com kind of is a shadow of itself. Yeah, all those. We're the last truck publications so, left standing. So, uh, Stephen Elmer, Truck King, you know, we really appreciate your work with Howard. And, and of course, Tim's out there still. Tim, yeah. Thank you very much. So, not a lot of, uh, you know, truck focused um, outlets out there. No, so, and, um, you know, the most. Uh, I would say I, I, consequential it, truck journalist here just bought a Colorado GM. That says something. According to Roman. <laughs> no, I think it's according to you guys. Okay. All right. See you next time. Ciao. Thanks. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.